All right, what we're going to do now is look at the function f of x equals 2x cubed minus, uh, 2x cubed over, rather, x squared minus 1, all right? And we're going to sketch the graph using virtually everything um, at our disposal, intercepts from last semester, asymptotes from last semester, then relative extrema, including regions in which the function is increasing and decreasing, and concavity, right, and points of inflection. So we're going to hit this one with everything we've got. Um, let's see. Let's talk about intercepts and asymptotes real quickly from last semester, and then we'll start finding derivatives um, for the function. So do you remember about intercepts? We talk about what? X-intercepts and Y-intercepts. So the X-intercept... Right. Do you remember how to find x-intercepts? Right. You let y equal 0. Right. So again, the fraction is 0 if the numerator is 0. So 2x cubed equals 0, right? which gives us what? x equals 0. Right. So for the x-intercept, we get what? 0, 0. And how do we find the y-intercept? Okay, the y-intercept, right, you let x be 0. And if x is 0, we get 0 over negative 1, which is 0. And not surprisingly, right, 0, 0 is the x-intercept and the y-intercept, okay? What about asymptotes? Well, for horizontal asymptotes, right, the degree, we look at the degree of the numerator and the degree of the denominator. So 2x cubed over x squared minus 1, right, this is degree 3. This is degree 2, right? Since 3 is greater than 2, right? There is no horizontal asymptote. Okay. In fact, what? As x... gets bigger and bigger and bigger, or as x goes to negative infinity, right, the function, well, the numerator is behaving like what? The numerator is behaving like 2x cubed. The denominator is behaving like x squared. So the fraction, the function, is behaving as if it were 2x. So for very large values of x positive or negative, the curve sort of thinks it's like it's behaving like the straight line, 2x. So don't be surprised, right? Here's 2x, right? Don't be surprised if for values of x very large, we have the function going up, up, up. And for values of x negative large, right, 
don't be surprised if we are headed down, down, down. Okay, so these are, this is what we have to say about asymptotes. All right, let's work on derivatives now. All right, so if I'll write the function again, 2x cubed over x squared minus 1, okay, the first derivative, okay, this is what? This is a, a quotient, so it's what? The quotient rule, okay, think about it, think about it. Quotient rule says what? The denominator times the derivative of the numerator minus the numerator times the derivative of the denominator okay, over the denominator squared. All right, so we have to clean this up a little bit. All right, one more time, just get all the pieces in place. It's the denominator times the derivative of the numerator minus the numerator times the derivative of the denominator divided by the denominator squared. All right? Okay. We'll do some algebra on this, and we'll get what? 6x to the fourth minus 6x squared minus 4x to the fourth, okay, over x squared minus 1 squared. All right, so that's what? That's 2x to the fourth minus 6x squared over x squared minus 1 squared. All right, and now we need to find the second derivative. We could, we could fix this up a little bit. Okay, but I think I'll leave it like this for now. All right, later on, well, how, can we, how can we simplify this a little bit? We could factor out, right, a 2x squared, okay? But then what we're going to have is a product in the numerator, and since we're about to differentiate again, um, we'll just leave it like that. All right, so the second derivative, let me erase a little bit, get a little bit more room, okay, so this is f prime, okay, the second derivative is what? Well, it's a quotient again, but this time we've got a what? A generalized power in the denominator. So it's the denominator, x squared minus 1 squared, times the derivative of the numerator. So that's what? 8x cubed minus 12x. Okay? Minus the numerator, 2x to the fourth minus 6x squared times the derivative of the denominator, 2, 
x squared minus 1 to the first times what? Right, times 2x. Okay, we just had enough room. Divided by the denominator squared. So squared squared is to the fourth power. All right? Okay, so now we have to try to clean this up. And we'll have what? Well, this time we are going to start factoring. Okay, what can we factor? We can certainly factor out an x squared minus 1 to the what? To the first power. Okay, so we'll take that. x squared minus 1 to the first power. And fortunately, that will what? Divide out an x squared minus 1 in the denominator. All right. Then we can also take out, if you sort of look at this and are clever, right, this is 4x. And here we have, right, common 4x, right? So I'm also going to take 4x, right? So what do I have left? Well, in this first term, right, I took out x squared minus 1 to the first, so I still have x squared minus 1, right? And I took out a 4x, so what do I have here? I have 2x squared, right, minus 3, right? And here you can check. I have x squared minus 1 squared, okay? And I have what? 8x cubed minus 12x, right? Okay. And in the second term, I took out the x squared minus 1. I took out 4x. So what do I have left? All I have left is the 2x to the fourth minus 6x squared. Okay? And this is all over x squared minus 1 to the fourth, okay? So x squared minus 1 to the first against x squared minus 1 to the fourth will leave x squared minus 1 to the third, right? So this is what the second derivative. So this is what? 4x times what? Here I'm going to multiply out. 2x to the fourth. minus 3x squared minus 2x squared plus 3 minus 2x to the fourth plus 6x squared All right. over x squared minus 1 cubed, right? And that, when the dust settles, is 4x times, well, 2x to the fourth minus 2x to the fourth, so they're gone. And then we have what? Minus 5x squared plus 6x squared, so that's what? 
that's x squared, okay, and then we have what? Plus 3. Okay, over x squared minus 1 cubed. All right, I'm sorry. When I was working on the asymptotes, I did the horizontal, and remember there were no horizontal asymptotes, and I forgot then to talk about the vertical asymptotes. For this function, right, remember we have vertical asymptotes what? If the denominator is 0 and the numerator at that value is not 0, so if x squared minus 1 is equal to 0, we get what? x is 1 or x is negative 1, right? And certainly when x is 1, the numerator is not 0, and when x is negative 1, the numerator is not 0. So both x equals 1 and x equals negative 1 will both be vertical asymptotes. Okay, so now that we have that out of the way, I'm just going to get rid of it. Okay, I've summarized what we did before I had to erase the board. We've got an intercept, both an x-intercept and a y-intercept at 0, 0. We have no horizontal asymptote. We have a vertical asymptote at x equals 1. We have a vertical asymptote at x equals negative 1. Right, and we have our function, we have our derivative, our first derivative, and we have our second derivative. All right, so now let's let's proceed, and we'll look for relative extrema and regions of increase and decrease. So we need our first derivative, right? So our first derivative, this time I'm going to write it, um, factoring it, so it's 2x square times x square minus 3. Okay, so that'll make it a little bit easier for us. Over x square minus 1 square. Alright? So, the derivative, first derivative is 0. If what? If the numerator is 0, so 2x square times x square minus 3 equals 0. Right, which will give us x equals 0, x equals the square root of 3, and x equals negative, x equals negative the square root of 3, right, okay, we can finish the, the critical points by finding the y values, Okay, so we'll have critical points at 0, and if x is 0, right, we get what? y is 0. If x is the square root of 3, we get what? 2 times the square root of 3 times the square root of 3 is 6 times the square root of 3. So f of the square root of 3 okay, is 6 square root of 3 over the square root of 3 times the square root of 3 is 3, minus 1 is 2, so this is what? 3 times the square root of 3. So we have 3 times the square root of 3, 
Okay, and we have a third critical point at x equals negative the square root of 3, and f of negative the square root of 3, okay, is going to be what? 2 times the square root of 3, uh, negative square root of 3 times negative square root of 3 is 3, times negative square root of 3 over negative square root of 3 times negative square root of 3 is 3 minus 1. So that'll be what? Negative 6 square root of 3 over 2, which is negative 3 square root of 3. All right? Okay. So those are our critical points. Now what we want to do is what? Classify them, all right, as as relative max, relative min, okay? And uh, we can use the second, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we have two more critical points, right? Where what? Where the derivative does not exist, okay? And that happens at what? X equals one, well here, X squared, sorry, X squared minus one equals zero which is x equals 1 and x equals negative 1, okay? But x equals 1 and x equals negative 1, these are what? These are our vertical asymptotes. So we don't even have a point. So, so these are the vertical asymptotes, okay? No points at all, all right? So we have, so we have three critical points, right? And we can use our second derivative. Our second derivative is what? 4x times x squared plus 3 over x squared minus 1 cubed. All right? And we can try to classify our critical points using the second derivative test. Okay? So 0, 0. Well, unfortunately, 0, 0 produces what? F double prime of 0 is 0, so the test fails, right? Remember, first derivative is 0, lets us use the test. Second derivative equals 0, doesn't give us any information. But we can try the other two, right? 3, 3 root 3 the second derivative at the square root of 3. And remember, all we care about is the sign. So 4 is positive. The square root of 3 is positive. x squared plus 3 is always positive. So the numerator is positive. And the square root of 3 squared is 3 minus 1 is positive. Cubed is positive. So, right, the second derivative is positive, the first derivative is zero, that makes this what? A relative, what? Minimum. Yes? All right. And what about negative the square root of three? Right, negative three square root of three. Well, the second derivative at negative the square root of 3, right, is what? 
4 is positive, negative square root of 3 is negative, and x squared plus 3 is always positive. So we have positive, negative, positive, so the numerator is negative. Negative root 3 squared is 3, minus 1 is 2, cubed is positive. So negative over positive is negative, and this critical point is a relative maximum, all right? We still need to decide about 0, 0, so let's take a quick look using the first derivative test, okay? So negative root 3, 0, root 3, we also have to put in positive 1 and negative 1. Okay, so our first derivative is what? DNE, right, does not exist at the asymptotes, and zeros, right, at our other critical numbers, right? Okay, and let's look at the first derivative. The first derivative, okay, the first derivative is what? It's 2x squared times x squared minus 3 over x squared minus 1 squared. Okay, 2x squared, right, whether x is positive or negative, is positive. x squared minus 1 squared, right, whether x is positive or negative, or the only problem is if x is, what, plus or minus 1, but we've already taken care of those two situations. So this is all positive, and this will be positive, except in the situations that we've already looked at. So the whole sign of the first derivative is going to depend on the sign of x squared minus 3. All right? So if, if we choose a number over here, let's say minus 5 squared is 25 minus 3, is what? Is positive. Okay? If we choose a number over here, say negative 1.1 squared is what? 1.21 minus 3, okay, is negative. Okay? If we choose a point over here is 0.5, 0.25 minus 3 is negative. Okay, if we choose a point here, 0 0.5, 0 0.25-3 is negative. If we choose a point over here, 1.1, we get 1.21-3 is negative. And if we choose a point over here, let's say 5, 25-3 is positive. All right, so this is our sign diagram for the first derivative, and what do we have? We have the curve is what? Increasing, decreasing, 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 increasing, right? So at 0, 0, which was our other critical point, we have neither a maximum nor a minimum, okay? And 
This is pretty easy to remember. The curve is increasing until it gets to negative the square root of 3. Then it decreases to the asymptote, decreases to the critical point, decreases to the asymptote, decreases to what? This was the minimum, okay? And then increases. So we'll summarize that, and then we'll look at concavity. All right, so summarizing the results of the first derivative analysis, we, here is the number line. The derivative was positive, 0, negative, does not exist, negative, 0, negative, does not exist, negative, 0, positive, which we interpreted as the function is increasing, has a relative maximum at this critical point, decreases to the vertical asymptote, decreases, we have another horizontal tangent situation, continues to decrease to the vertical asymptote, okay, continues to decrease to the minimum at 3, 3 root 3, and then starts increasing. All right, now we want to look at concavity, and we want to look at inflection points. So for concavity, we need the second derivative, right? The second derivative will equal 0. What? We have a fraction again. So fraction is 0 if the numerator is 0. The only time this numerator will be 0 is at 0, right? x squared plus 3 cannot be 0. And the second derivative will not exist. Again, if the denominator is equal to 0, right, which gives us what? Our vertical asymptotes again, all right? So if we have our number line, oops, okay, we've just got the 0 where the second derivative is 0. And we have our two vertical asymptotes, right? All right, then let's look at the sign analysis for the second derivative. If x is, let's say, negative 2, right, we have 4 is positive, negative, right, for x. x squared plus 3 is positive x squared is what? 4 minus 1 is positive cubed. So we have positive, negative, positive, positive, right? So f double prime of negative 2 is positive, negative, positive, positive is negative, right? Which tells us what? We're concave down, right? The function is concave down, okay? For, let's say, a half, right, the second derivative at a half is what? I'm sorry, uh, that's negative. This is negative one, sorry. So this will be negative a half, sorry. Okay, so it'll be what? Positive, negative, positive, and negative a half squared is a quarter minus one is negative, cubed is negative. 
So this will be positive, right? This is a negative half sine. Okay, so the second derivative will be positive here. So it will be concave up. Okay, here's a half, right? And the second derivative at a half is what? It's positive, positive, positive. A half squared is a quarter. Minus one is negative. Cubed is negative. So that'll be negative. So we're concave down. Okay, and if we study the second derivative at two, right, we're positive, 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 positive. Okay, so everything's positive, so the quotient is positive, and we're concave up, right? And so this zero, zero, the critical point that we talked about, right, we are actually, what, changing concavity, right, from up to down, so zero, zero, the critical point, right, actually turns out to be, what, an inflection point. So I'm going to come back over here and say this is what? A relative max, right? This is an inflection point, and this was a relative min, okay? If I then transfer my uh, summary of concavity, right? I'm concave down, then concave up, then concave down, then concave up. All right? All right, and now I'm ready to draw the graph. As quick and easy as that. So here's the graph. Okay, I'll put in my asymptotes at 1 and at negative 1. Okay, I'll put in my intercept. All right, I'll put in my maximum. My maximum is what? Negative 1.7, the square root of 3, negative 3 times Okay, so that's about negative 5. So this is a max. Okay, I'll put in my minimum at 3. This is 1. All right, this is, this is, this is, I'm sorry, the square root of 3. Okay, square root of 3, 3 root 3. So over here, maybe I have a min. Okay, and then what am I doing? I'm increasing to the max, but concave down, right? Just try to look at these two summaries and try to draw a graph that agrees with those summaries. So I'm increasing concave down, okay, to the maximum. Then what? I'm decreasing, staying concave down, to the asymptote, okay? So that's that.
Now I have to decrease, which means I better jump up to this part of the asymptote. So I'm decreasing, but now I'm concave up. Okay, until I come in and have a horizontal tangent. Okay, at zero zero. But I go through zero zero and I'm still decreasing. Right, I'm still decreasing. But now I'm changing to concave down, right, until I get to the asymptote again. Right. And then coming off of the asymptote, I'm decreasing, but now I'm going to stay concave up. So I'm decreasing to the minimum, right, and then staying concave up, but increasing, right? So this is what the curve looks like. And notice that what we said when we were looking at the horizontal asymptote situation, we said there was no horizontal asymptote, but the curve for very big values of x, positive and negative, thinks it's behaving like 2x. So this curve, right, as you go farther and farther away, up, 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 and down, 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 the curve is actually approaching the line 2x. Right? So this was a big example, but it really had everything, everything that we've talked about in this chapter built into it. All right, we have one more example.